Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. morning. Welcome. Um, thanks, worship team. Man, so good today. So good. I was going to say that the, on Fire Love, the rhythm section was just locked and loaded, but it was really everybody was, you know. I, I, mean, I don't know. It's so nice. Hey, uh, blessings. Good to see you guys. Thank you for being here on this beautiful Sunday. Uh, as you know, you know, in the Northwest, it's hard Sundays. If it's sunny out, I just figured no one's going to show up. Everyone's going to be out enjoying nature, but you guys are here, so I love you. Uh, I just wanted to mention real quick, if you're a guest, first-time person with us today, we have a gift for you. If you did not get one on your way in, please pick one up on your way back, on your way out at the back table. This is a lovely, beautifully designed Cascade Vineyard coffee mug, all right, with our own personal logo on there. It's yours to take home and drink coffee out of. Inside said mug is a download card for, from Vineyard Resources. And I, there's an access code. I don't know exactly how this works. I, I'm with Cindy. It's like technology. That's why we have young people, right? But um, <laughs> I have to call Brogan every week. Can you bail me out? Just please help me. But there, there are, I think, I don't know, five or six songs that you get with, you, with this card. Somehow you insert it in a slot and you get songs. I don't know. Anyway, there's that. But that's for you guys. So it's free. Uh, yeah, but before we get into the message today, real quick, just, you know, this past week was the uh, regional vineyard conference up in the Vancouver, at the, at the, the Couve, as I like to call it, and uh, our friends uh, from around the Northwest region were there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, vineyard has uh, kind of had a turnover in leadership over the last couple of years, which is really exciting. The, the whole new national leadership team was there. I was really blessed. Um, it's, it's a younger crowd, which was I think is good. It's about time, uh, frankly, that some of the old guys <clears throat> got out of the way. But I was really excited uh, to hear from our, our national director, Jay Pathak, and some of the other leaders on the, on the new team. Uh, and it was just, just it was very encouraging to me about where we are, where we're going. So, and, and I have not felt that way you know, consistently over the last 10 years or so. So it was a, it was a good deal. It was, it was a lot of fun. A couple of you guys were there for part of it. And uh, the I believe all of the messages are online somewhere. You can find those. And also, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. I'll give you more input on that, some of what was said as the weeks wear on. But with that, um, if you want to go ahead and go to my title slide, Doug, here's where we are today. Love is not rude. Love is not rude. That seems obvious, doesn't it, right? Um, however, as obvious as it may seem, rudeness can be epidemic at times, you know, isn't it? We, we live in a world that is stressful, and it's stressful for everyone. I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were saying, I can't complain. I, I have a, a good job, I have a family, I have a home, I, have, I you know, but, and yet it's just hard. 
and I thought, this is the human condition, okay? This, that is just the, the reality uh, for most of us. Let's be honest, and I'm going to, I'll be first in line today. When everything is going good, life is stressful, okay? I don't need a crisis to have stress. There's just a lot happening and keeping all the balls in the air. You know, the normal stuff. Relationships are stressful. Uh, work, if, the best job that anybody can have is still at times stressful. Keep, <laughs> just sometimes keeping the house clean can be stressful, right? Right? So, so that's the way it is. And then on top of that, look, life is divisive. At times there's this, there's tension, there's tension in the air. We all, we, we all live here, we all watch TV, we all know what's going on. It, the last few years have been crazy, and that that's, adds to the stress. On top of that, it's just... The reality, people are in a hurry, you know, you're, you're trying to get somewhere, and we have different perspectives, there's a lot going on, uh, and in the middle of all that, it's hard sometimes to remember that love is not rude, love is not rude. We've been looking now for a few weeks at First Corinthians 13, kind of digging in a little bit, rather than just going over that passage as a list of, this is what love is, really talking about it. Um, by way of review, if you recall, in the first, uh, first three verses, Paul kind of tells us this. He says, our spiritual gifts, whatever gifts you might have, our doctrine, our, you, you know, your, your, your personal belief system or theology, as well as our behavior, all of that together is just noise if you don't do it with love. Um, and it doesn't matter what those things, it doesn't matter, your behavior can be the best behavior. You can give yourself away to the poor. Live, live your life serving those in need. And if you do without love, it doesn't matter. Now, I, I can't imagine somebody doing that without love. But if you did, it wouldn't matter. Uh, the other thing is that the context doesn't matter. This is important to me, I think. Do you guys? I find it easy to be loving in certain arenas than others. Yeah, okay, good. So I'm talking to the right folks here. Sometimes there's, uh, over here, it's easy to be loving, but over here, not so much. But it doesn't matter if you're at home, at work, at school, uh, wherever you are, at the, at the airport, okay? <laughs> we, we could be loving at the airport, uh, which is, you know, not always easy. I think I told you guys, I'll, I'll just, I'm, you know, feeling loose and easy today, but I was in line one time. It was one of those things where it, there was a storm or something, and like, you know, 50, 100 flights got canceled, and everybody's at the checkout counter. Nobody is getting where they want to go. And I'm next in line, and this guy in front of me, there's a little gal behind the desk. She's probably been working for 12 hours straight, and he is coming unglued on her. And I'm listening to this, and I just, I'm just going, easy, easy. <laughs> and I, finally, I, excuse me, sir. She does not control the weather. Carry on. You know, love is not rude. Love is not rude. So the, <clears throat> this week, I'm preparing, I'm thinking about this, and I'm going, Okay, I'm going to do an entire sermon on not being rude. That's kind of ridiculous, right? 
Didn't we learn that in, in you know, the things I learned in kindergarten? Didn't we, didn't we learn that when we were five? Uh, maybe we did. But as I was reading the text, I thought, well, maybe apparently this is important to God. He put it in there. Uh, so let's pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into this. Thanks, Jesus, again, for just a great time of worship this morning. Thanks for your presence with us. Open our hearts, uh, enlighten the eyes of our hearts that we might receive from you today, Lord, and just hear from you, and that we might grow in, in, in uh, our ability to walk things out uh, in your name in life. Amen. So I've been using the word rude. Uh, which uh, if you we typically read the NIV here. Most of you guys probably use NIV. I think in NIV it says, love does not dishonor others. I think the uh, one of the other translations, NLT maybe, or one of those, uses the word rude. I liked that word. I felt like that had more, uh, you know, connection with most of us than that. So that's why I chose to to go with love is not rude today. Uh, go to the next slide for me. I want to do what we've been doing each week, which is take a look at the Greek. The word in Greek here is askamanio, I believe, is, is how to pronounce it. It, it literally means act unbecomingly. Uh, I act improperly, unseemly, behave uncomingly, even dishonorably. It's really an attitude of your heart that kind of pours out towards other people. Uh, and again, you know, the last, we, we began, you know, love is patient, love is kind. We looked at some of the positive aspects of love, and then Paul kind of shifted into some of the negative. And as is the case with some of the other negative descriptions, this one happens when we function out of self. When my focus is on getting my needs met, I'm much more inclined to be rude than if I'm functioning out of the overflow of God's love. If I'm, if I'm functioning out of that, I'm less likely to be inconsiderate of others. Love really it comes, you know, when you, at the you know, kind of base value really is being considerate and affirming the worth and the value of other people. I see someone, whoever they might be, I, I, I acknowledge that this person right here is created in the image of God. They are beloved and precious to Him. And because of that... I shouldn't be rude to them. That's why I shouldn't be rude to this person because they are a child of God. And if I can if, if, think about that for a minute, if we could walk through life and every person we see have that thing be the first thought, this person is a child of God, it would change how we react to people, wouldn't it? Um, I want to just another thing. Point out, this is not, uh, I think it's important that we see this as not just another rule. I think you guys are like me. We like rules, don't we? I mean, really, we like rules because they're comfortable. You know, thou shalt, thou shalt not. Do this, don't do that. Um, it's a list of rules. But that's not what Paul is doing here. It's, that's not his intent. The point is we're supposed to live in love. That's his point. If we live in love, he says, this is kind of what that looks like. This is what, what your life will look like if you, if you live in love, if you walk that out. And again, the essence of that is you're already in Christ. Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. These are Christians. These are believers. This is to the body. He says, you guys are already in Jesus. So now, now live that out. And if you live that out, here's what it'll look like. Um, so the question I suppose to us is, does, is this what our life looks like? 
Because it can be. It really can. Uh, in, in love, these things will happen naturally. They'll just, they'll just be the natural response. You know, and again, I think it would be nice if life was clearly defined, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be so nice? I would love that. I, I think it would be great if there were just a big line, a big red line down the center of the room, and everything on this side was, was of God, and everything on this side is of the devil. And you could just say, oh, okay, let's all move over here. I'm going to go over here and be on this side because I want to be on God's side. I don't want to be on the devil's side. Uh, nobody wants that. But, it, but life doesn't work that way. It, it's, it's, it's messy and, it, and it's ambiguous and it's unclear. And sometimes we don't know. And in, in any given situation, sometimes we're not sure. And it's challenging all the way through. Walking in the Spirit of God is an adventure. It really is. I think that was a theme of a conference at one point in time somewhere. But it's really true. Walking in the Spirit is an adventure. It's not clear-cut. It's not clear-defined. It's, it's different. We move in it day by day, minute by minute sometimes. That's how it really works. So the list that Paul gives us in Corinthians, really, it's here to guide us. It, it's, it's, it's here to say, in process, while you're in process, are you experiencing these things in the course of your life? Uh, you can. You really, really can. Uh, you know, so, so my point is simply that we don't want to adopt these things as rules. This, do this, don't do that. We embrace them in, in, the, in, you know, in the core of our being, in our heart, uh, as, as part of what it means to, to live our life in Jesus and be functioning out of His love poured into us that now pours out of us to others. Uh, you know, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. We realize these things are, the, are really some of the fruit of the Spirit. This is what the, the fruit, the outgrowth of our life is when we're walking and living in the Spirit. If we live in love, we'll do the right things. And if we live in love, will believe the right things. There, there's, there's no need to be concerned whether I, I have all the correct doctrine or not. If I'm living in love, chances are good that, that my, my, my belief system will line up. I, I, that was a revelation to me, frankly. I, I used to think if I had all the right beliefs, my actions would be right. And I came to realize, you know, I think it's the other way around. If I live in love, if I live in love, ultimately my belief system will line up. That's been huge for me over the last ten years. That's just as true for confessions. My theology has changed. I realized some things I believe were were not that. So I I began to say I, I want to live in love, and then some of the things I believed previously, I thought, hmm, maybe not. Go to the next slide for me, Doug. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You guys like Dietrich Bonhoeffer? I love Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Jesus did not call people to a new religion, but to life. That's the reality. It's not a, it's not a set of rules. It's not religion. It's life. Um, Bonhoeffer really, in, in, a, in a very real sense, is uh, he's echoing Jesus here. You know, John 10, Jesus says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I come to bring life. That, that's, that's why I'm here. And, and look, here's the deal. 
Life is life. Life is a party. Life, life is a feast. Life is not another set of rules. It's a good time. That's how it's supposed to be. If we see it as a, as a, as a list of rules, we'll never really experience the fullness of it. I love it that Jesus... For those of you listening on podcast, I'm enjoying a lovely iced Americano this morning. Um, Jesus was always considerate of everyone. He, he, he treated people the same. You know, he doesn't show deference to people that can help him fulfill his agenda which is what happens so often, right? We show deference to those people that can help us get what we want to get. Jesus doesn't do that. If, if anything, he shows deference to people who have nothing to give back. They're, they have nothing to, to give. I, I was thinking about that. This is how my, you're getting an insight into how my brain works. I realized, ironically, that actually is, was Jesus showing deference to people that could help him fill his agenda. Because his agenda was to show deference to people that couldn't help him fill his agenda. I don't know, it's what I thought. Um, the disciples, you know, kids love Jesus. I, I like that. And the kids are coming, coming and they're gathering around. What do the disciples do? No, 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 hey, go on, get back, 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 back. You know, what does Jesus do? No, 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 just let them come, let them hang out. I like them. They're okay. Probably my favorite is uh, Bartimaeus. You know, Jesus is coming into town. It's a parade, right? It's a parade. People are waving their things. It's just, yay, yay, Jesus. Yay, Jesus. Bartimaeus starts shouting. He wants Jesus to see him. Jesus, look at me. Here I am. And what do the disciples do? Shh. Hey, tone it down, dude. Tone it down. What does Jesus do? Stops the parade. Boop, I'm out. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to hang with this guy for a little while. I'm going to talk to him. Can I just say this today? Jesus will stop the parade for you. Jesus will stop the parade for you. He's not too busy. He's not too important. He'll stop the parade for you. Pharisees would only interact with the higher-ups, you know, with the, with the religious mucky-mucks, people that could, again, you know, fulfill their agenda. Not sinners, not bad people, not dirty people, not lowly people. But Jesus was considerate to everybody. I, w- I want to make an application of this, but I'm going to preface it first. The, the the preface is this, that this doesn't really apply to you guys. You know, and I'm, I'm fairly confident that this doesn't apply to anyone here. And then you go, okay, well, why are you sharing this? And this is why I'm sharing this, because I think it affects those of us here. I, I think there are people at times who pull away from faith and, and pull away from, from Jesus 
because of the behavior of other Christians. And I don't want you guys to do that. I want you to, I want you to hang in there and I want you to stay faithful and continue to walk in love and live in love and draw close to Him in the, and not allow the behavior of, the, of others to dissuade you from that, okay? So here's what I want to say in regards to being rude. Sometimes Christians who are trying to share their faith with other people are kind of rude about it. Okay, I put it out there. Um, and this is what I mean by that. In their efforts to share their faith, the first thing out of their mouth is to tell other people that you're doing it wrong. So, you know, that what that sounds like is, Repent. And do we need to repent? Absolutely. Should that be the first thing we say? What what people are going to hear if that's the first thing out of your mouth is, you're doing it wrong. And I don't personally feel that's going to be very helpful in the building of the kingdom. I like to look at the passage. I, I always go back to the passage in Acts chapter 17 when Paul goes to Athens. I don't know what Athens to me is like, you know, amalgamation of Portland, New York City, you know, whatever. It's liberal, it's crazy, it's wild, it's busy, it's got a lot of stuff, you know, going on. It's this, it's this, this kind of all things go sort of place. And Paul shows up, and what does he do when he gets there? He walks around. He just walks around. It says he, he, he walked around the city and he saw the idols. He sees all these idols. He thinks about that. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here. So then he doesn't go and say, hey, repent. You guys are doing it wrong. What does he do? He compliments them. He, he goes, hey, I was walking around your city here, and I see you got these statues. You guys are very religious. You, you're spiritual. You, you, this is, that's pretty interesting. He, he connects with them and finds common ground. He doesn't point out what they're doing wrong. He doesn't say, you have the wrong doctrine. You have the wrong beliefs. You're worshiping the wrong gods. He, he gets to that. He gets to that, but he builds a connection and a relationship with them first. And I so love that. Um, our little friend, uh, she's not here today because she went to the beach, whatever. But our little friend, Anna Maltez, is here from uh, Nicaragua via Virginia, or Virginia via Nicaragua, I don't know. But in any case, uh, we were, she was with us for the conference this week, and we were talking back, and you know, we drove back and forth together. And we... It's fun, you know, she, she calls me abuelo and I call her nieta, she's my granddaughter, uh, but we're pretty different, we're different people. And it's, it's been important for us to recognize, and we were talking about how important it is to recognize that people are different. People are different. And, and we, we, we can't really represent Jesus to people and connect with them if we don't acknowledge that they're different than us, if we don't recognize their differences and, and, and embrace that. If I think that my, my way is the right way, 
you know, in your way is the wrong way, you know, that's not really going to work so well in making that connection with folks. Um, What that is, I think, is acting unbecomingly. It's being rude, and love is not rude. So, um, what? Let's, can we do, let's do the big song again. Can we do that? I don't know, I just like it. We're gonna we're decide. Do we do the the quiet song or the big song? I I would like to do the big one. But here's as these guys are getting ready. Uh, here's our assignment for the week. Okay, homework, homework. I want you to go out this week and not be rude. Don't be rude to your server at the restaurant. Okay. Do not ever be rude to your barista. Amen. My barista, those are my favorite people. Do not be rude to the gas station guy. Do not be rude to the teller at the bank. Do not be rude to the lady in front of you in line at Safeway. Do not be rude to the homeless guy on the corner. Go out this week and just don't be rude. Because why? Love is not rude, right? Love is not rude. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give.